And we're going to finish our statement of faith tonight. So look with me at page, we are on page 10. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for Grace Baptist Church. And Father, thank you that we have this opportunity to, to lay some things down uh, and to lay some, some markers down to say this is who we are. Father, I pray that you'll protect our church and, and lead us. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, one of the things that I wanted to... So I said this all the way at the beginning of this, even before we started handing out the church constitutions. The reason we're doing this is primarily to protect us from lawsuits and to protect you all in your workplace to where if they ask you to do something, you say, that violates my conscience. And they would say, how does it violate your conscience? You can take them the church, our statement of faith and say, this is who we are. This is, that's why this is here. So uh, Laura this afternoon said, why do we have euthanasia in the uh, statement of faith? Well, Let's say that there's a situation where the hospital wants to pull the plug on one of your loved ones, and you don't believe that that ought to happen. This this is help for you. It's that type of thing. That's why this is here. That's why this is uh, this is written down. Um, so let's look at love. Letter U. Love. We believe that we should demonstrate love for others, not only toward fellow believers, but also toward those who are not believers those who oppose us and those who engage in sinful actions, if it be possible. We are to deal with those who oppose us graciously, gently, patiently, and humbly. God forbids the stirring up of strife, the taking of revenge, or the threat or the use of violence except for self-defense or time of war as a means of resolving personal conflict or obtaining personal justice. Although God commands us to abhor sinful actions, we are to love and pray for any person who engages in such sinful actions. Um, one of the things about what we've been doing over the last several weeks, establishing our statement of faith and laying down uh, some foundational truth for Grace Baptist, um, you know, we have guests that come in and out during those services. And in a certain sense, I'm happy for it because they know who we are. Amen. But in another sense, it's hard because some of the stuff we're dealing with is really for mature believers. And so you have people that are coming from churches that are weaker in their faith, not weaker in their faith, weaker in their stand, um, often not as clear in the statement of their doctrine. There are churches that would have the same statement of faith but that the pastor might not uh, deal with it from the pulpit. Y'all know what I'm talking about on that? And so if I'm being honest, I'm kind of glad we're getting through this and we're going to get into stuff where you can invite people. And this How to Study the Bible is going to be a wonderful thing for you to invite people to. Um, and yet, I'm glad that these are online. I'm glad that other people can know who we are. I had a pastor from Oregon um, text me uh, last Sunday afternoon and wanted to know where the Sunday night was because he's really interested in our statement of faith and what we're doing. And isn't that a blessing that, that we can be a help to other people? Um, but honestly, this is for Grace Baptist Church. This is for us to know who we are and what we're trying to accomplish. 
this this statement on love is vital. So, like my conversation about the Methodist pastor this morning, um, I didn't want he and I to be enemies. I wanted him to know what we're doing and what I would expect him to do at his church. And here's what I would do if I were in his service. I would listen intently to find out what he believes and what he teaches there. I wouldn't cause trouble. I wouldn't... That's not my place to do that at that church. And in our interaction with people outside of Grace Baptist Church, our, our stand should not come across as contentious, but loving. We know who we are. We know what we believe. We can confidently defend who we are, but we're not out there to attack other churches or other believers. We're out there to lead people to the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you know that there are people that really should not be members of Grace Baptist Church? If they don't agree with us, they shouldn't be members here. It's not our job to change their church. Our job is to live out our faith in love, teaching the truth to as many people as will listen. That's who we are to be. Amen? That's the heartbeat behind all of this. Now, when I make these strong stands, when I made my political statement today, I thought about it this afternoon, and in my list of satanic, ungodly globalists, I should have included um, George Bush, both of them. I should have included uh, Donald Rumsfeld. I should have included, um, uh, obviously, the Cheneys. They are satanic globalists that are not for national sovereignty. And, and notice, they, were more friend, they are more friendly to Barack Obama than they were to President Trump. Why? Because Obama and, and the Clintons and the Bushes, they're all on the same team. And it's not God's team, I promise you that. Because God is for nations. And if you uh, want to know the, the root of that, go to the Tower of Babel. Okay? So... Those bold statements I mentioned to someone today that the things that I say in these settings are on purpose, as are the things I don't say. So under euthanasia, how many of you noticed that we didn't talk about suicide? That's not a part of our euthanasia statement. That's not what that is. And we can talk about that another time, but that's not what's under that heading. Are you all following me? So what we're doing is we're making statements about individual topics that are important for our church. I do want to make a change that someone suggested, and uh, Ed Bermond and I both agreed that it would be a good thing to do. Look at, uh, on page 9, letter P, under marriage and human sexuality. So there's that whole list under number 3. We believe that any form of homosexuality, and it goes on with that list... We do want to add pedophilia to that list. So if you want to write that down, that will be in the master that will be signed by the deacons and filed with the state. So technically, we don't have to say that because marriage is between adults and any activity, any uh, physical activity outside of marriage is unscriptural. Amen? Amen. But we felt like that would be a good thing to add to that. Now, do you all agree with that, that it would be a good thing to add to that? Okay. So I wanted you to see that. So let's, let's move on to letter V, lawsuits between believers. We believe that Christians are prohibited by Scripture from bringing civil lawsuits against other Christians 
or the church to resolve personal disputes. So let's say that Matt Holtzclaw and I go into business and I'm not honest with him. Well, as believers, especially believers within the church, we believe that it would actually be wrong and would violate our statement of faith for him to take me to court. But as members, what we're both agreeing to do is allow the church to decide. To allow the church to decide. And all that's outlined under our arbitration rules that we have in the Constitution. Um, So, it is, you say, boy, when would that happen? Well, let me give you an example. So, Pacific Coast Baptist Bible College, um, there was just some problems there. And so, Paul Chapel withdrew all of his students. Most of the students there were from Lancaster Baptist Church. He said, I've had enough. We're going to start our own college. So now there weren't enough students to keep the school open. At the same time, a campus came available in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. So Sam Davison and um, a guy named Terry Randolph, who I believe was president of uh, Pacific Coast Baptist Bible College, decided to sell the property out in California, which of course would be worth a lot of money, and that would fund uh, a school that people could afford to go to in Oklahoma. Same school, different location. Same trustees, the whole thing. Well, uh, you all have seen Landmark Baptist Church down in Cincinnati. John Rawlings, he preached here years ago. He led a lawsuit. He brought a lawsuit against the group, the trustees, and the group that wanted to uh, move the college. He called me and, you know, was trying to get me to, to be against it. And I'm just not for Christians, brothers, suing brothers. I don't think that's the right thing to do. They ended up having to divide the property. There's a tiny few people out in California who are meeting on that. They can't afford to keep it open. It it was it it harmed the cause of Christ. It caused dissension and division. It's just the wrong thing to do. Here at Grace Baptist Church, we are committing not to bring each other to court. Now, there are exceptions to that. If there's some kind of abuse or child molestation, We're going straight to the authorities, and those people are going to jail. Amen? That's obviously not what we're talking about. Uh, The question was raised today about divorce and remarriage. What about abuse? What about abuse? Um, There is no scriptural warrant for remarriage because of abuse, but neither should an abusive, uh, should a woman have to stay in an abusive marriage. Again, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, a woman can depart. But according to Scripture, unless the spouse begins committing adultery, enters into an adulterous relationship, you're not free to remarry. That's, that's the teaching of Scripture. And in God's wisdom, that's what's best. If we, if we go with what the Bible says, that's what's best. I do believe that those things will end up working out. Um, generally speaking, the abuser, the abuser is going to uh, uh, behave in another inappropriate way that does free the spouse. But that's why that's not included in our statement on divorce, because that's not in the Bible. Okay? That's, that's what's going on there. Um, but on the lawsuits, let's read this. We believe that Christians are prohibited by Scripture from bringing civil lawsuits against other Christians or the church to resolve personal disputes. And remember, the book of 1 Corinthians is God's, 1 and 2 Corinthians are God's books of divine order. So we looked at uh, church discipline 
in 1 Corinthians 5. In 1 Corinthians 7, we have information about divorce and remarriage. 1 Corinthians 6 is about don't, don't bring your brothers and sisters to the law courts that you are to judge. It's, so it, it's God's book. We get a lot of those instructions we get from the Apostle Paul. All right. We believe that Christians are prohibited by Scripture from bringing civil lawsuits against other Christians or the church to resolve personal disputes. We believe the church possesses all the resources necessary to resolve personal disputes between members. We do believe, believe, however, that a Christian may seek compensation for injuries from other Christians' insurance companies, or from another Christian's insurance company, as long as the claim is pursued without malice or slander. And here's the deal. I think all of us, so again, imagine if Matt's working at my house, he gets hurt. It's perfectly appropriate for my insurance company to care for his needs. Right? We're fine with that. We had an activity at someone's house. There was some damage under the church's insurance policy. We're going to care for it. Um, Then the family decided that they didn't want to pursue that. Even though that's why we have insurance, we were happy to care for that. Amen? There's nothing inappropriate. You're not taking something from God. I believe that those things are completely within bounds. And that's the statement straight from Christian Law Association on this. And I I, I like that, that statement. Um, Then on missions, we believe that God has given the church a great commission to proclaim the gospel to all nations so that there might be a multitude from every nation, tribe, ethnic group, and language group who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So someone would say, why do we have a statement on missions in our statement of faith? So that if we have a missionary in a closed country that requires a missionary to come in under an organization, that organization can be Grace Baptist Church. So that... Doesn't it seem, so when you wonder why some of these are here, that's, that's why. Giving. We believe that every Christian, as a steward of that portion of God's wealth entrusted to him, is obligated to financially support his local church. Amen? We believe that God has established the tithe, 10% of your gross income, as a model for giving. As a model for giving. Don't be confused by this. We're not saying that if you don't tithe, you're not right with God. That's not the statement of Grace Baptist Church. But all through Scripture, the tithe has been a model, and that's the model that we've chosen at Grace Baptist Church as we're committing, this is what, this is what I'm saying my part is. So you know, let me be very clear on this. This is not a holiness thing. Did you all hear what I just said? This is, okay, we are committing at Grace Baptist Church, this is my part. This is, this is how I am going to help the ministry to continue. That's why, it, that's why we use that word model instead of command, all right? So we believe that God has established the tithe, 10% of your gross income, as a model for giving, but that every Christian should also give other offerings sacrificially and cheerfully by faith to the support of the church, the relief of those in need, and the spread of the gospel. So... Um, There's another statement about it in a minute, and I will uh, talk about that. So the authority of the statement of faith. The statement of faith does not exhaust the extent of our faith. Amen? How many of you think we could preach for a little bit longer about what we believe? But this is the these are the foundational doctrines that we're going to hold to. The Bible itself is the sole and final source of all that we believe. We do believe, however that the foregoing statement of faith accurately represents the teaching of the Bible and therefore is binding upon all members. All literature used in the church shall be in complete agreement with the statement of faith. So, 
material that's handed out in Sunday school, if you're going to do a Bible study. And I appreciate all of you. We had two people today. We're doing a Bible study. What do you think of this material? That's the appropriate way to handle it. And that way we're all speaking the same thing. Amen? I don't think we've ever had any division about anything like that. Um, I do want to talk about your agreement with the statement of faith, your agreement with the statement of faith. What you're saying is, I am going to agree with the statement of faith for ministry at Grace Baptist Church. Man, pastoring you guys is like herding cats, okay? And that's the way we want it. Uh, I was talking with someone just this week about administratively, the way that Baptist churches have learned to handle this, it's unique because we spend all of our time emphasizing that you are a priest before God, that you have every bit as much access to God as I do. You have every bit as much access to the power of God as I do, as the word of Christ dwells in you richly. The only authority I have over you is the authority I have that comes straight from the word of God or when I'm doing something in the office of the pastor in administration. That's the only authority that I have. And so we spend all of our time teaching the priesthood of the believer and individual soul liberty, and then we come together in a meeting and say we all need to agree on this. It's awesome. It is. It really is. This In the conversations that we have and all of that, we all work together for the sake of the gospel, striving together for the sake of the gospel. And so on this, so for example, literal six literal days of creation. So somebody might have a problem with that. Okay, but if you teach a class here, you're going to teach six days of creation. You see how that works? If you do, if you see what I mean, that's that's where we are. That's what we are agreeing to. This is how we're going to approach things. Um, so look at membership qualifications for membership. The privilege of church membership is dependent upon the pastor's approval and a majority vote of the members in good standing at any church service or meeting. So how many of you receive? Josh just joined. How many of you receive Josh on his statement of faith? Uh, transfer of letter. We baptize people. We're, we'll ask you how many have received them upon their baptism. That's that, that's that vote. But the conversation about church membership will always be with me. Um, I, I, the thought just ran through my head while I was preaching. I wanted to address it this morning when we were dealing with the section on the church. Um, some of you have joined Grace Baptist Church, and Baptist was not in the name of the church that you came from. And so what I do in that situation is I investigate the church that you came from to find out what is their doctrine. Some of you remember me doing that with you. That's my job. There's a statement in here that the pastor shall be the custodian of all church records. And someone who is being careful, and I understand it, they said they should say that the records belong to the church and the pastor is the manager of them. And here, if I had spoken to that person, this would be, I don't even know who asked it, but this would be my answer to that. That's what the job is, the, the membership. It's overseeing the membership. That's, that's what that is. 
And that allows us to send to a church and ask for records from that church on church membership and to have conversations with other pastors and things like that. That's what that is. That's what the job is. Now, that's under my job as as overseer, administrator. If you want to do that, I'd love for you to. (laughs) The last thing in the world I want to do is deal with church records. That's the job. That's, honestly, that's what the, that's the pastor's job. And so when it comes to church membership, that's why either myself or I can delegate that to the deacons who know the qualifications for church membership. But generally speaking, I don't know why I would ever do that. Um, I remember we were getting ready to join a church, Lake Hills Baptist Church in uh, Cherville, Indiana, right after Laura and I got married. And I was a Bible college student. The pastor came to see me, Bruce Bigelow, just a gracious man of God. And I said to him, um, now, and you don't have to worry. You know, I know I'm a college student. I'm not going uh, to cause you any trouble. And he just grinned. He said, we're not worried. <laughs> it was. And he was the most humble, quiet man you've ever seen. But the confidence he exuded with the deacon that was with him in that setting made me want to be a part of that church even more. Y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying? And so here when it says that it, the, the statement is the privilege of church membership is dependent upon the pastor's approval, that's because I'm going to find out where you've been, what you believe, are you going to be joining us, is this going to be trouble? And I've had conversations with people um, that come from churches that I know are a little different than us. And just so you know, those conversations are not pleasant for the person I'm talking to because I don't want that stuff coming here. It's my job to protect Grace Baptist Church. Um, I, I better not tell that story. All right. Membership shall be extended to all who have had or who have had and whose lives evidence a genuine experience of regeneration through faith in and acceptance of the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior. Evidences include one who would renounce sin, endeavor to live a consecrated life holy unto the Lord, fully subscribe to the statement of faith contained herein, agree to submit to the authority of the church and its leaders as set forth herein, and upon compliance with any one of the following conditions— By baptism, immersion as a true believer in Christ Jesus as personal Savior. That would be here. By transfer of letter from another Bible-believing Baptist church of like faith and practice, or other written statement of good standing from prior Baptist church if the applicant has been baptized by immersion subsequent to profession of faith. So that's like faith and practice, like we always say when someone joins. By testimony of faith and having been baptized by immersion. By restoration, if having been removed from membership upon recommendation of the pastor and deacons by majority vote of the congregation, after confession is made publicly before the church membership of sin or sins involved, and satisfactorily evidencing repentance. The purpose of church discipline is restoration. uh, Let me say this. The goal of church discipline is restoration. So, if we discipline someone, we set them outside of the body, they come back. And they say, I repent, and I'm willing to publicly repent. And then you see their life changed. All right? Then, that recommendation, that it's going to come through me to the deacons. The deacons are going to investigate the matter. And if we believe that this person is genuinely repentant, then we're going to present it to you 
And here's what's going to happen. Some of you might know something that's not right, that, that it's not truthful. We need you. We need you. That's what that uh, point is about. Now let's look at uh, duties of a member. On becoming a member of, of this Baptist church, each member commits to love, honor, and esteem the pastor. Okay, can I back up on something? I mentioned that we've had people join Grace Baptist Church whose church didn't have Baptist in their name. I didn't finish the statement, but their doctrine is Baptist doctrine. That's the issue. It's important that I finished that statement, okay? Um, on becoming a member of this Baptist church, each member commits to love, honor, and esteem the pastor, to pray for him, to recognize his authority in spiritual affairs of the church, to cherish a brotherly love for all members of the church, to support the church in prayer, tithes, and offerings with other financial support as the Lord enables, and in accordance with biblical commands to support publicly and privately the beliefs and practices of the church. That's what we're committing to. The question on tithe, again, that's the model. And what we're saying is this is what we're agreeing, this is how we're agreeing to help fund and support the church. All right, so that is the... That's what we're going to cover. That's our statement of faith. We are not going to read through every one of these articles and all the people said, amen. And hopefully you have all read those. Um, so at this time, we're going to stop the live stream. Thank you all for watching.